0: All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. NHL update, third period. Islanders lead Ottawa 2-1. Philadelphia leads Carolina 2-1. Vegas leads Columbus 2-1. In the second period, Canadians up 3-2 on the Bruins. Shots are 24-10 for Montreal. Pasternak has his 15th of the season for the Bruins. Kings and Maple Leafs 1-1 late in the second period. Early in period two, New Jersey up 1-0 on the Jets. Five minutes left in the first. Stars leading the Avalanche 2-0. The Avalanche do not have a shot on goal. 14 and a half minutes into the game. Later, Coyotes, Flames, Blues, Canucks, Wild at Ducks. Blackhawks take on the Sharks. Sharks are 4-10-1 on the season. Just getting underway at Rogers Place. The Oil Kings and the PA Raiders, the two top teams in the league. Hey, I want to remind you. You can go to the 6.30 Chet contest page right now. See, Kellen, they gave me this uh, They gave me this copy here to read. Mm-hmm. Head to the 6.30 Chet contest page now, and now is all capitalized. Does that mean I have to scream it like I do with red blacks? Emphasis. Head to the 6.30 Chet contest page. No! Yes. And enter to win a pair of tickets. This is for, oh, this is pretty cool. This is for the FIBA Olympic pre-qualifying tournament. November 14th to 17th at the Edmonton Expo Center. This will qualify teams for the FIBA Women's uh, 2020 qualifying tournaments. So uh, this is pretty cool. It's This is the pre-qualifying tournament. So it's to get into the qualifying tournaments. So it's sort of like, I don't know what it would be like. Well, it's the pre-qualifying tournament, but it's a big tournament. The Canadian women's team is stationed in Edmonton. They've done great. They've always played well here. So you can get tickets. You can win tickets. So go to the contest page on 630chad.com. That is pretty cool. To talk a little more hoops, and this is a a topic I'm really interested in, what we're going to get into tonight, it's my good friend from Basketball Alberta, Paul Sir. Paul, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing great, Reed. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. I was upset about something on Friday. Yes. And then you offered to talk about it tonight. So I may get upset again, not at you. (laughs) I won't take it personally, Reid. believe me. I know you won't. Okay, so I'm going to summarize the story for people. The uh, FIBA uh, 3x3 basketball is going to be an Olympic sport in Japan in 2020. The Canadian women's team, which features Michelle and Catherine Plouffe, from edmonton won four tournaments over the summer including the one at west edmonton mall and shot up to number two in the rankings there will be eight women's teams in the olympics next summer canada is not amongst them and in fact canada will not be amongst them because they weren't even invited to the olympic qualifying tournament uh which i think is outrageous i gave a version of what i understood was happening uh, when I talked about it on Friday. You're very close to this, obviously. You know the ploofs. Basketball Alberta has supported the ploofs, and uh, and uh, you you know people with FIBA and, and decision-makers here. How can we possibly exclude the number two team in the world from the Olympic qualifying process?
1: Well, it, it, re, first of all, on, on the surface, uh, based on the play this summer, it's it's a question that that everybody's asking, and uh, believe me, I get it. I I just returned from Japan from the Men's FIBA World Tour uh, Finals. Uh, I had a chance to sit down, talk at length with all of the FIBA uh, management folks. I understood it before. I understand it in great detail now. and, And I think the best way I can say it is that the women's tour that happened this past summer was not in and of itself a qualifying, uh, a qualifying vehicle for the uh, for the invitations to the Olympic qualifying uh, tournaments. And there's, it's a complicated set of circumstances. But it's been a system that's been in place, Reed, for literally over seven years, working towards this first Olympics that Viva three or that three X three will be in. Uh, and, and Reed, the hope was when this was envisioned back in 2010, that the first Olympics was gonna be Rio uh, in 2016, but 3X3 did not get in to Rio. Now it's in. uh, FIBA just continued on with the process that led to this decision. And here's the process in a nutshell. First, there's three ways to qualify. Number one, and it's all based on federation rankings. And the rankings are based on points accumulated by the top 100 players from each country. That's what qualifies you for the Olympics. Four teams qualified directly because they had the highest points. 20 teams are put into the uh, Olympic qualifying tournament, which will be held in India in March. And then there's one more spot available, and that will be uh, offered to a, a second qualifying tournament for six teams who are from countries that didn't have five-on-five teams that participated in the last Olympics. That's an overview of where we are at. Now, here's why Canada didn't qualify. When Canada, when Team Canada with Michelle and Catherine Ploof Pru- started, they were way down in the rankings uh, because of the points allotted to the games that they or the tournaments rather, that they played in Reed. They shot up to 20, as high as 21st, ended the season at ranked 26th in the world. The reason Canada did not qualify has nothing to do with the ploops. And all of the FIBA officials said the same thing. They wish the, that this team was in the Olympic qualifier. But the criteria they didn't meet was based on the fact that there are very few women playing three x three basketball in Canada. In the last year, only 15 women in the country played in more than one FIBA ranked event. There are very there's no national strategy, unfortunately, for three x three, and really what it boiled down to is other countries who have been involved in 3X3 for a lot of years have had many, many people playing in many, many tournaments. And I know we're going to get into, well, what does that have to do with the Olympics? And I'll be happy to share that as well. But that, in essence, is what it came down to, is Canada's National Federation ranking for women wasn't high enough for them to qualify
0: okay so and, and just for people listening just to clarify those numbers the ploofs themselves were second on the tour that hurt their team obviously there's yes. there's a total i think they use six players total uh, yes. but canada's ranking was 26 even though they had the number two team
1: so but yes, the number two team on the world tour which is and, separate and
0: from, re- right which is separate from the federation ranking
1: exactly uh, there are individual player rankings. There's team rankings. There's tour rankings, and there's federation rankings. And so, uh, it, it, that's really all it boiled down to, Reid, is that Canada as a nation mm-hmm. has not been involved in 3x3, particularly on the women's side. And uh, I'm hoping, Reid, we can touch on the men's accomplishment by qualifying and what they had to do to overcome the lack of participation in the national level, but sticking with what the plight of this team is which is a shame uh but it really comes down to other countries who embrace the fiba uh the fiba formulas have been involved in some cases for over 10 years in building up their uh their 3x3 leagues, and, and and this is an important point point, and i think really it has to be emphasized these guidelines that i'm repeating to you are the ones that are certified by the international olympic committee for 3x3 to become an olympic sport it had to demonstrate global popularity and acceptance the way to do that was to get nations participating so the goal was get nations participating around the world and out of that participation the best teams would be selected but participation in bigger numbers is why FIBA or why 3x3 wasn't selected for 2016. They met the criteria shortly after that so in 2017 it was announced as an Olympic sport and because of the broad-based uh, participation around the world now in 3x3 it's a long-term Olympic sport it's not a trial Olympic sport so that really is what it comes down to.
0: Well I understand what you're saying I don't like it, I don't agree right. with it. I know it's not your decision. Right. It, it, and if, but if they want to really make the sport popular and expose it, why not have more than eight teams in the tournament? And, and why not showcase it by having the best players in the tournament? I understand their strategy to a point, but what you are saying, but this is like, this, this is like if they would have you know excluded Tiger Woods from tournaments when he was coming back from an injury because he hadn't played in a while. He was still the best player, you know, when he does does play. Like, this is not a way to market the game to have the only reason we're talking about it in a city with elite athletes in the sport. We're only talking about it because they're being excluded from it. I'd sooner be talking about it, about them getting ready for it, and Edmontonians would be wanting to watch it
1: when they're on the court next summer. If it were all about just Edmonton, Reid, I couldn't agree with you more. But you, you use the example of Tiger Woods. There, were, there have been times when elite athletes, whether it's Serena Williams or Tiger Woods, have been out for injury, and they had to have special exceptions to get into tournaments because of their past history. 3X3 doesn't have a past history. These were the rules put in place, like I said, many years ago. And for the nations that paid attention, and, and honestly, that's the reason why, and, and I can go into a lot of detail Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. What I've done personally to raise the profile of 3x3 across the country with little success, but the problem really comes down to, or the reality comes down to, I agree with you. It would be best to see the best athletes there. And, and that I'm sure over time is how the formula is going to work out. But to get to this point, FIBA had to to present a plan on behalf of 3X3 that had to be authorized and accepted by the Olympics. This was the plan that was accepted. This was the plan that was implemented. And here's, here's the unfortunate reality. If in Canada, the whole country of Canada, if a small number of additional women's tournaments would have been offered and participated in, this team would be in the Olympic qualifiers but I'm gonna make one more point, Reed. We're going into our 10th year uh, for the Alberta basketball three-on-three three or 3X3 tournament, where yep. we've got the longest-running tournament in Canada, largest one in Canada, still very small by global standards, but, but the largest in Canada, and we take a lot of pride in it. For the last eight years, we've offered an open, we've offered an open women's division in 3X3 and never have run the tournament because of the lack of participation. And, and I'll go back to my numbers. Fifteen women in the country played more than one tournament in the last year. That's what killed Team Canada's chances, is there wasn't a national strategy to drive participation that is part of the qualifying formula. And I agree. There's You know, when you have a team like the Ploof, they deserve to be there. No, very Everybody knows that. But the countries all across the world, including some of the biggest countries with the best basketball, bought into this system, and that's why they qualified.
0: All right. Let's, uh, we're running short on time. Th- thank you for ex- explaining that. And No, you have nothing to apologize for. Thank you for explaining that. I, I do want to give the-, the Canada, the men will go to the Olympic qualifier. Uh, yes. Obviously, your son, Steve Sir, has been outstanding. Jordan Baker, one of the all-time greats from the U of A, ha- has been outstanding. Uh, just g- give me about a minute on, on the men's side. Do we know the athletes who are going to go yet to the qualifier in India, or what's the status there?
1: We don't know. Uh, it, it, and here's, again, the the, the reality. This group of, of men committed their time, money, and energy to take the chance to play in this, uh, in this qualifying stream, understanding what the stream was, Reid, they played in 19 events around the world, uh, many of them that they paid their own way to, and there is prize money, they were successful, they've won some prize money, but almost single-handedly, they have pulled Canada into the Olympics, again because of lack of high participation numbers. We did get buy-in across the country from a variety of other centers, Montreal, Winnipeg of of note, that helped drive the national ranking up enough. And then with the high level of success, if Team Edmonton hadn't been this successful, Canada wouldn't be in the Olympics. Now we've got our fingers crossed that Canada basketball has the wisdom to let this team that propelled the nation into the Olympics will take the top four-ranked team members, four-ranked 3x3 uh, players from Canada, and make them Team Canada go for the tryouts or for the uh, Olympic qualifying tournament. That's what our hope is.
0: All right. Well, I I assume there'll be some Canada basketball bigwigs in town uh, in about 10 days for this uh, pre-qualifying tournament. So hopefully I can ask about their 3x3 strategy or or lack of it. This is pretty unfortunate. But, Paul, I do appreciate your explanation, and I do appreciate what uh, you've done for the 3x3 athletes.
1: We've we've been the beacon, Reed, and we've been standing on the hill banging the drum. I wish everybody else would have listened because we uh, we did a lot more than anybody anybody else in the country. But we're excited for the men and we're sad for the women. Paul, we'll talk
0: again soon because we want to we want you know we, we want to talk more about the the qualifying tournament here because that's going to be pretty exciting. So we'll do that in a few yeah. days. Thanks, man.
1: Take care. Thanks, Reed.
0: Well, that's Paul Surfer, for Basketball Berta. So you heard the explanation. Uh, I know we talked about this on Friday. I, I'm going to venture a guess. Most of you don't like it, but uh, that's why the ploofs and the Canadian women are excluded from the Olympic qualifying process. Back after the break.
1: Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by CAM LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962
0: oil kings and raiders tied 1-1 at rogers place nine minutes left in the first period nhl tonight coyotes and flames scoreless eight minutes in stars lead the avalanche 2-1 after one in the second period devils and jets tied 1-1 after two toronto and los angeles tied 1-1 canadiens lead the bruins 4-3 into the third golden knights up 2-1 on the blue jackets flyers up 3-1 on carolina and the islanders lead the senators 4-1 with two and a half minutes left tomorrow On 6.30, Chet, 5 o'clock face-off show, 6.30, 6.30 puck drop, Oilers and St. Louis Blues. The Blues are in Vancouver tonight. That game starts in about 40 minutes. Next, the the Eskimos coaches show with Jason Moss and Morley Scott will tee up Sunday's East Final, Edmonton at Montreal. Dave Campbell is the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy is your studio producer. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.